0: The Next Level Loan Officers Podcast. To learn more about Next Level Loan Officers, go to becomenl.com.
1: When things are going bad, there's going to be some good that's going to come from it. Didn't get the new high-speed gear we wanted? Good. Didn't get promoted? Good. More time to get better. Oh, mission got canceled? Good. We can focus on another other one. Didn't get funded. Didn't get the job you wanted. Got injured. Sprained my ankle.
2: Got tapped out. Good. Got beat? Good. You learned.
1: Unexpected problems? Good. We have the opportunity
2: to figure out a solution.
0: Hey everyone, this is Fraser with the Next Level Loan Officer Community. You just heard from our man Jocko talking about when things get hard. You look for solutions. And uh, speaking of Jocko and solutions, I want to invite you all to our June 16th LO Lifeline virtual event that's going to feature Jocko among some other awesome experts that are going to help you give your playbook for success for the rest of 2022 cost is $47, and all proceeds, all proceeds are donated to the Mighty Warriors Foundation, and Next Level will be matching those de- donations as well. So if you want to check out about the event and register, which I highly recommend that you do, go to nextlevello.com forward slash loan dash officer dash lifeline. Now let's join the fellows for today's episode.
3: All right, welcome back to another Podcast by the next level loan officers, the number one podcast for loan officers by loan officers. Joined in the studio with my dear friend, fellow co founder, Mr. Kenneth Travis. Welcome.
2: Hey, hey, good to see you, KV. And uh, I'm excited about our guest today, Jerry. Is it Merrick? Am I saying that right, Jerry? That's
3: absolutely right.
2: Yes, sir. Merrick, I said something right for a change. You know, the guys always (laughs) have to give me a hard time for the way that I talk. They say I have an accent, but I don't believe them. Mm. But yeah, man, I'm doing great, KV. Uh, excited to be here and uh, looking forward to helping some more loan officers that are listening to our podcast today.
3: That's right. You know, and you said something, Katie. You said, good to see you. And so most people don't know that our podcast is also on YouTube. So if you can head on over to our YouTube channel, Next Level Loan Officers. Uh, and if you want to see us in living color, and see this outfit that Ken Travis is sporting today. And Jerry, you look like a fine gentleman. Ken, I'm going to leave that to the viewers uh, to decide what they decide. But listen, if you are listening to this and you're not a part of our Next Level Loan Officers community, uh, Jerry and I were just chatting about how much power is in the group, you can head on over to nlstrategycall.com. It's a quick free call. And uh, one of the coaches will just talk you through any of the challenges that you're having and how we might be a, a great fit. So nlstrategycall.com, go check us out over there. But let's get into this too, because this is a great topic. KT, this may be <clears throat> this may be one of those topics that you and I get like like super passionate about, right? Yeah. And and Jerry, we were all talking kind of off air before this call. And, you know, Jerry made a great point and he said, I kind of said, Hey man, what's been the biggest thing that, that we've been able to help you with? And he said, seeing myself beyond just a loan officer and how do I grow the team? Um, And I want, I'm going to open it to Jerry to kind of expand on that a little bit after he tells us a little bit about himself. But this is a topic that if you're listening to this right now and you're a loan officer, and you're tired of just kind of constantly being on the hamster wheel, and you're a one-man band doing everything, you know. and your thought is like, well, I'd love to have a team, but I don't know how to start or where to go. We'd love to be a part of that conversation. So without further ado, let's jump into this because I think this is going to be phenomenal. But first, Jerry, uh, well, again, welcome to the studio, Jerry. And you're from uh, Maryland, correct?
1: Yeah, from Maryland, Western Maryland in the mountains of uh, beautiful Deep Creek Lake. And i uh, been here for Gosh, it's about 27 years and uh, been a loan officer in Deep Creek for the last 25 years. So yeah, and Celebrating and the 25th anniversary this June, so I'm pretty stoked about that.
2: Yeah. And you're the mayor of the town.
1: And and it appears as, as such that I am <laughs> the mayor of the town.
3: Hey, even better. We, we love that. Well, you and I had a, mm. a great time to kind of connect in Vegas, and we chatted about um, Western Maryland, which is not yeah. an area that I've traveled to, but, uh, we, we had some good connections over that. So, um, Jerry, real quick, just give us the 32nd, uh, who you work for, how long you've been in the business, you know, what your team looks like, kind of the quick overview real quick.
1: Yeah. So, um, I work for a small, um, community bank, uh, Middletown Valley bank in, uh, Middletown, Maryland is where they're headquartered Frederick, Maryland, about two hours away from my location. Um, great organization. Um, I've been, as I mentioned, this is my 25th anniversary uh, coming up this year. Um, our production level has been pretty uh, steady, somewhere between, you know, 65 million uh, to 80 million last year. Yep. Uh, we do somewhere around 279, 280 units a year uh, with myself and my uh, my loan officer uh, assistant,
3: Stacy. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, good for you. And and that's tough sometimes. You know, um, some people really thrive in the bank environment. Sounds like that's kind of the perfect fit for you. Um, other folks feel like it's a little bit a uh, challenging sometimes to operate sure. within sure. Sure. the uh, sure. confines of the bank. Mm-hmm. But man, talk to us a little bit because again, I think this topic is just really important. Um, you know, you mentioned the kind of just seeing beyond the next loan, right? Like, how do I build a team? How do I build a business? Share with us a little bit kind of what you were kind of telling me right before the call.
1: Yeah. I, and it's a great topic. Uh, I think one of the the ways that Next Level has really helped me in my business uh, in the time that I've been involved is it's given me an opportunity to create a growth strategy for myself. <coughs> uh, one of the niches... Um, Kellen, that we we talked about, or not so much a niche that we talked about, but my business is really structured around niche products. I'm really good at construction loans. I'm really good at second homes, and I'm really good at condos. So I, I do things that differentiate us from the market a little bit. So that's why that smaller bank kind of plays into my, you know, wheelhouse a little more than maybe it would from some other folks. Well, back to your point, because I think it's really important. I have focused the last 25 years on being the absolute daggone best loan officer that I can be in the marketplace. I want to be the expert. I want everybody to know if you have a question regarding mortgages, it's not sexy, but it's essential. You know, we're going to help you financially make this thing work. And it's a tool. So I wanted to be the expert. The only way that I can make that happen is to be fully involved in, you know, doing everything. I, we shared a little bit in the beginning about being the the the, the chef, the, the the cook, the bottle washer. You know, I kind of got involved in all of that stuff. And then you guys, meaning next level, have really kind of implemented a new thought process that says to me, you know what, buddy, You're, you can be excellent at what you do but you can also rely on other people to help you be excellent. Mm. And man, that that's really where the trajectory kind of changed for me to say that my growth strategy looks like I, I want to impart some of this knowledge that I have and share it with other people and maybe not be the, the, the bottle washer anymore. Mm. You know, I, don't, I don't want to be the tire changer. You know, I want to be the mechanic and, you know, how do we, I can't, I can't be the quarterback and the receiver. You know, somebody's got to catch the ball. I know KT could probably do both, but, you know, in my world, I I can I can only just throw the ball. Uh, So we've got to have somebody to catch that thing. And that's really been the most powerful thing that I've gained from next level thus far is especially with the mastermind. Man, I I tell you, there is so much power in getting people together. And I, I knew not a single person in that room. And to be honest, Kellen, the first person I talked to was you. And, and you were so instrumental in saying, hey, you know what? I'm going to introduce you to some guys. And mm. you took me over and introduced me to four or five other people who introduced me to four or five other people. I sat next to Mac for the entire two days. What a what a cool guy he is. Oh, yeah. And, uh, met Rebecca, had lunch with her. Um, that's the power of this group, man. That that's really what what the coolest piece is, I think.
2: Well, you know what I'm hearing And it's, uh, Kellen, it's one of the biggest struggles and challenges that loan officers have is they all want to be this one-man band, okay, or they want to be a jack-of-all-trades, a master of none, right? And what happens a lot of times, and and Jerry, it seems like you might have lived in this world to some degree, um, but there's a lot of you out there that are either working too much, right, and not having that work-life balance that we you know, really like to help people get to. And you know when you're working on your business and not in your business, to your point, Jerry, you were like, well, I was really great at being a loan officer, but no one knew about me because I didn't spend time marketing. Right. And so how do we how do we make that shift, Jerry? Like how do we make that shift, right? And we tell people all the time, like you have to get out of the way of yourself. If you don't get out of the way of yourself and you don't start delegating, in training and and, 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 in scaling, then, you know, you're going to continue to live in the same spot. ask people this all the time, too. I ask loan officers. I say, hey, because they say, hey, what, like, what do you want? And they're like, well, I want to spend more, like, I don't want to work 70 hours a week. I want to spend time with my family. Okay, well, what do you want? Do you want to spend time with your family or do you want to? you know, keep working 70 hours a week because if you want to spend time with family, you got to get out of the way yourself, you know, but, uh, but it's just such a good conversation. We could, you know, dive deep into it, but, um, but it sounds like, you know, you've heard a different way of looking at your business that now you're starting to put in the, the, the steps to spend more time working on the business from that 30,000 foot view instead of so much, so not so much in the trenches, right?
1: Yeah, I agree. And that's really what the the game plan for me is going forward is I realized that I need to hire someone. Um, I need to add someone to my team that because what I really enjoy, you know, kind of our, our mantra has always been um, community, education and growth. So, you know, I can invest more time in my community uh, by doing things that I really enjoy doing. I could spend more time educating consumers and educating our realtors and, and our partners uh, if I had more time to do what, what I like to do. And, uh, and then the growth happens, you know, you plug in those two pieces of the puzzle and number three will happen. So,
2: well, yeah, typically I think what happens a lot of times, and Kellen, you may agree with this, sometimes you can, de- you can hire and delegate and you can start, um, um, you can make, you can, usually the worst case scenario with a lot of people is when they start scaling like that, they'll make the same amount of money right? A lot of times they will, but you have to, you have to really ask you like, yes, the money's good, but your freedom and your ability to go out there like that, like to me, having a hundred, like having almost a hundred percent of my time, you know, back when I transitioned from, you know, being the person that, that did everything right. When I transitioned out of that, I was scared. I was uncomfortable. Uh, I, it was my name, my livelihood, and here I am going to give it to someone else to manage or to move forward. Like that's scary, man. Right. But when I, and I hovered over a man for six months, right. I was like a helicopter, you know, branch manager, making sure they walk like me, talk like me, spoke like me. But then when I, but when I stepped away, it wasn't until I actually experienced, okay, well, what am I going to do? Right. Right. Like, what am I going to do? I didn't have anything to do. I didn't feel important. I didn't feel like I was part of the process anymore. And so I had to get to work marketing to be able to scale this. And sometimes you have to take a step back in order to take three steps forward. And a lot of originators sometimes have a hard time investing in themselves for future growth, right? You've got to take some of those you know, commission checks and, and put enough back. And, you know, it's a season It may be a six month season, maybe an 18 month season, but you've got to be able to put back so that when you do get to a certain place, you know, in your career, you can say, okay, I've got enough to, to not make as much so I can scale this thing. So um, it sounds like you're standing in the doorway of of making those changes.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty stoked about that, to be honest with you, because, you know most people that know me uh, know that i'm I'm very devoted uh, we, we just don't miss closing dates we that's how I built my reputation we we get things done and it it takes a lot of time and a lot of energy and a lot of effort and I don't you know I don't want anyone to misunderstand you you really should be a good loan officer. you mm-hmm. really should be an expert at what you do. That's not the message that I'm trying to send. I'm trying to send that I think the the message that you can be both. And you can empower people. And as an example, uh, my assistant, Stacey, my loan uh, partner, she's essentially, she came to me from no background in mortgage whatsoever. And, uh, but, boy, she had a can-do attitude. She said, let's, let's go. You know, I'm, I'm ready to ride. Let's figure this out. And, uh, and for the last three years, man, if, if I could duplicate her, uh, you know, replicate that model two or three times, I'd love the opportunity to do that. But, yeah, I think that's important.
3: Yeah, I love this topic. I mean, honestly, we could go on. I could spend two hours talking about this because I think it's such a fundamental thing to loan officers, and oftentimes it's probably the most misunderstood topic.
2: Mm-hmm. And Jerry,
3: there's two things you said <clears throat> that really stick out at me. Stick stuck out to me as you were as you were talking. And if you back up in the conversation at the very beginning when you were kind of telling us a little bit about yourself, you said I'm really good at three things, mm-hmm. and you said condos, second homes and don't tell me what the other one is. New construction. Uh, new construction. I knew it. Um, and I said, man, that's a guy that knows his customer right mm-hmm. there, right? Know what you're good at. Know what you're not good at. Doesn't mean you don't do a VA loan every once in a while, but it's not your wheelhouse, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so you have some serious clarity on who your customer is. So that's a big deal, first and foremost, that you've uh, identified that. Uh, that that's great. And so now, how do you transition that to what you're talking about, which is where you know you become the uh, the rainmaker for your team rather than the doer, right? right. Um, and, and and I'll tell you the biggest part of this is most loan officers, and, and I say this, and and loan officers are going to hate me, and they always do when I say it, but they just think. That they're more important than they really are. And I don't mean that in a negative way. What I mean is, Jerry, to your point, if you could go out and spend more time in the community marketing and doing things that benefited your loan team, and and let's say instead of 280 customers served this year or last year, you could serve 380 because of that extra effort that benefits you, that benefits your loan partner, that benefits the bank, that benefits those extra hundred customers. And so it's almost like uh, we do ourselves a disservice when we, when we sit behind the desk and we waste all that talent that's just there because we're afraid to let go of part of the process, right? We're afraid that somebody's not going to do it as well. Well, here's a newsflash. They're not going to do it as well. Nope. There's not another Jerry Merrick out there. Right. And, you know, as great as your loan partner is, she's not you, right. but she's good enough. She's great enough to still give a great experience to your customers and let you go out and do those things. So, good mm-hmm. to you, man, for recognizing that. That's a hard transition for a lot of loan officers, especially one that's been in the business for a while. Now, how's the bank supporting you? Are they, are they going to uh, allow you to kind of build a team and continue to grow?
1: Yeah, they're encouraging it. Um, in fact, they've been encouraging it for for several years. Good. Uh, I've I've been the guy that's been that's been pushing back. You know, I'm the oh, wall. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's they,
2: like, no, I got it, I got it. I, well, I'm this good. This
3: a, a uh, podcast turned coaching call here, right? <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: they've been really encouraging it, and and you know, <laughs> to your point, man, I, I think that what a lot of people don't understand about my market um, is that we're a rural area. You know, we're we're, we're not, you know, a major metropolitan area. I was telling Mac, I said, uh, I said, man, how many realtors do you have in in Denver? He said, 40,000. I said, that is amazing. I said, you know how many realtors we have at Deep Creek Lake? 100. (laughs) Wow. 100. But it's the same rule, you know, uh, 20% of the people do 80% of the business. That's just the way it works. And so I've aligned myself with the 20% who do the business. So we do a tremendous amount of volume for the size of, of, of the area that we are. But I can only do that because I'm not fighting with everybody for the same business. I've, I've found builder relationships. You know, the credit quality is higher. The down payments are larger. You know, those sorts of things. These people have dedicated a year before they're ready to build. So, you know, we, we dive into that particular niche product. I, I I went ahead and had every condo in my marketplace, Fannie Mae Warrant. Nobody else is doing that stuff.
3: That's smart. You've
1: got to find a way to differentiate yourself from every loan officer who's slinging every first time homebuyer program to, you know, so on and so forth. So nothing wrong with that. I mean, I had to do that too until I figured out this is loan amounts are bigger. You know, this is where we're, this is, this is the stuff we're looking at.
3: I love that, man. You know, and and Ken, you can probably relate, right? Like this is a market that's maybe even a little smaller than where you are. I know there's, how many, how many realtors are in the Longview market?
2: Uh, Well, we actually are the, in opposite. We have about, we have 1,186, so we'll say 1,200. Yeah. 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 And, and we're in a rural area, but it, man, it just, it, it encompasses such a large geographic area. It's just like people will come you know, an hour away to close on their home. So it's yeah. just a big area.
3: But so. I think if you're a loan officer and you're listening to this, right, like I'm I know that there are loan officers that listen to what we talk about and they go, Oh, that'd never work in my market. Right. Right. Oh, um, I'm in a market with only a hundred realtors, right? I have to be the guy that does everything. I have to be the one to do it. Like they they're counting on me. And so I would challenge you a little bit and, and I would challenge the thinking and if if you um, you know, if you're interested in doing something different, man, come join our group because we've got people that are represent every possible market, you know, in the United States, including Hawaii. So we, we it works. It, it's, it's just about how you structure the business. And, uh, you know, there's some universal truths that we have found for all, most loan officers and, and they apply and they work. And, and one being you can do more with help than you can as a one man band. Oh, no question. And, and, you know, you guys,
1: to your credit, it, it, it's, it's something a lot of people may not know. And if you're thinking about joining this group, it, it's not just about work. It's about balance. You know, the the folks, some of the nuggets that I've picked up from you guys are the balance piece of it. You know, I work like a madman. And, you know, sometimes that doesn't that doesn't that spills over into my personal life. And, you know, I can't allow it to do that. And I've picked up a lot of tips uh, from you guys and, and from the group of you know, this is a balance of what we need to have happen. I, I've been uh, paying attention to the health factor, you know, to make sure that you're taking care of your body, just like you are your mind, because one without the other, you know, you're not going to get very far. So it's it's more than, I, I I know you didn't bring me on here to, you know, promote, 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 but man, I, I couldn't be happier with what I've learned from Next Level at this point, I think it's an invaluable resource. And if people are not paying attention to, you know, their their health, taking uh, care of their mental health, taking care of the work life balance, and getting the tips and the tools that you guys offer, man, shame on them! Don't just sign up and walk away. Be involved in what's going on around here because the people are amazing.
2: Yeah, well, thank you for that. Yeah. Um, and you're right, man. Like you, we have to. You know, we have to create space so we can spend time with our family and create space so we can get in the gym and take care of our bodies. It's our number one weapon, right? It's what, you know, when we have energy to perform at a high level, like we have to get our butts in the gym and and exercise. So good stuff. Well, if you're listening uh, to this call and you think that, hey, man, maybe I need to call these next level guys. Maybe I need to get plugged in with this group. You can uh, simply do that by going to nlstrategycall.com. How'd I do, Kellen? Nailed it. All right. Perfect. So strategycall.com And just get signed up with a with a quick coaching call. And, uh, you know, maybe you have some challenges or some roadblocks that you're needing help with. Uh, and maybe you want to become part of the family. Yeah.
3: So, while we were doing this call and Jerry mentioned Deep Creek Lake, I just did a little tertiary research. So, Jerry, <laughs> am I safe to assume that there's skiing? There's a lake, uh, fishing? Did I see whitewater rafting as well? I mean, do yes, you have all these things in your neighborhood
1: or in yes, your back? Here? Man, super proud of that, too. So, and we're one of the only, there's only two man made whitewater courses in the world actually in the country i apologize and deep creek has one of them built in on top of a mountain uh so we have a ski resort which is uh one of three in maryland and the lake is the largest man-made lake in the state of maryland built by the army corps of engineers oh wow so yeah there's the there's some stuff that are bringing folks what's cool about deep creek is you know it's about uh three and a half hours from like five million people yeah. So hmm. you know the, the real key has always been to you know attract people in other marketplaces and before they come here, you know, because that's the challenge. Yeah. Everybody wants to bring their bank with them. Yeah. So we've had to develop some strategies around that.
3: Sure. Well, I uh I may uh, I may have to f- plan a family vacation around a trip to uh to Deep Creek and uh I'll you'd look you it. up, Jerry.
1: Yeah, you'd love it. I invited uh Shane down, he says he's uh in Pittsburgh often. We're about two hours from Pittsburgh. Okay. So yeah, to give you guys some proximity of, of what that looks like. So
3: Well, listen, I, I appreciate that, Jerry, and I appreciate you being on uh, our podcast and uh, being such a leader in our group, man. Thank you so much uh, for all of that. Uh, KT, good to see you, my friend. To the rest of the loan officers listening, we'll see you on the next Next Level Loan Officers podcast. Thanks so much.